Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley. And today's episode is something I've been wanting to record about for a little while. I've just kind of been thinking about it and it's been sitting in the back of my mind and it's going to be about drinking at work events and maybe getting a little bit too intoxicated, some funny stories. And we're just going to kind of talk about this because this really started for me back in December when I was on TikTok and I would see these viral videos of people talking about like getting too drunk at their company holiday parties. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so relatable because I have definitely been too drunk at a company holiday party. Then I'd like go look at the comments because I was always like these comment sections are going to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> and they always were. Um, I don't really know like if this is all going to come out perfectly exactly like how I have it in my head, but I hope to provide some like comic relief, maybe a little bit of clarity too if you're in this position of like questioning your relationship with alcohol maybe this episode will like help you clear some things up um and maybe it'll give you some motivation to not feel pressure to drink at work events because of some of the shit that can go down so a lot of people have embarrassing stories for this um myself and Haley included and we're gonna share some of those anonymously because we actually got a lot of entries for it so it's gonna be pretty funny but um I will will say that majority of these stories that we have ourselves and that people say everyone regrets it so (laughs) just keep that in mind if you're like should I be drinking at this work party or should I not drink maybe just skip the booze (laughs) yeah especially if you have a pattern and like a habit of over drinking like going too hard yeah and for some of us if you're a social drinker you're a people pleaser maybe you're a lightweight like it can be so hard going into these social events because one thing I think about with company work parties that I used to go to my first ever job we used to do these um, summer boat parties god I remember I went to one (laughs) yeah I don't think I really got that drunk at that one to be honest I don't really remember what happened to that one so clearly I drank (laughs) but I remember like drink tickets were a thing and this seems to be a very common thing at like convention events or I don't know, like kind of networking type events where you'll get like two drink tickets minimum. Yeah, that's that's so true. That's very common. Such a standard. And then you'd get like bonus drink tickets. People would like hand out extra drink tickets to, I don't know, people that they liked or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, certain things. And first of all, two drinks can be a lot for somebody. Two drinks gets me drunk. Yeah. So let alone (laughs) three to four drinks. (laughs) But this is such a normal common thing at work events. It's so interesting. Should we start it off with like... Yeah. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with like... So we can start it with this. So I actually put up a question on my Instagram stories just asking who has gotten too drunk at a work event. Like, have you gotten over the top drunk or have you not this was a poll that you did yes Yes. and at first like (laughs) there were all these responses coming in like no I haven't which I find so intriguing because I'm like fuck like I have Um, (laughs) wait you haven't (laughs) yeah right like you're a normal drinker what (laughs) um but 90 people said that they've gotten too drunk at a work event and 45 people told me that they have not yeah that's a bad ratio 
Yeah, really not the best. (laughs) (laughs) But that just shows that there are so many people out there who are in these situations where they're maybe feeling embarrassed and regretful kind of the next day. Um, I think work events are especially difficult for people because you're usually not entirely comfortable with your coworkers. You know, you're you might be comfortable with them in the workplace setting, but when you're doing something outside of work, things can be so awkward and you cannot know like how to go about it or what conversations to have with people. Mm-hmm. And so that liquid courage is easy to fall into totally, because you don't want it to be so awkward and you yeah. want that help. And it's deemed as like team bonding. Very true. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And also I think sometimes maybe you want to have like a seat at the table. So if certain people are going out to dinner or for drinks, you you yeah. might be more prone to drink because of the fact that you're looking to, I don't know, kind of fit in with your coworkers or with your bosses or like get ahead too. And I think that there can be a lot of peer pressure to drink at work events, but it can have like really bad repercussions. Like if we think about it, work a lot of the time is where you want to put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. So when you maybe drink too much, it's, it's just interesting the damage that it can do to your reputation and your relationships but it is so fucking normalized like I don't know just like back to the TikTok videos that I was seeing and going into the comments like seeing how many people have experienced this and then looking at like my Instagram polls and seeing that the majority of people have been in this situation it's like do we want to be in this situation or do we maybe need to figure out a better way to go about socializing with our coworkers? I can honestly say that the job I have now is probably the first job I've had that I've done things outside of work with my coworkers that don't involve drinking. And I do have a lot closer of a relationship with my coworker, like with my boss now than I had with like other people in the past at work. But still, like the only things I ever did outside of work in past jobs were drinking things, happy hour, going to a brewery. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's all it ever was. Yeah. And I definitely think it has a lot to do with the environment where you're working, the other people that you're working with. Like maybe maybe you work with people who do party really hard and then mm-hmm. now you're working with people who are a little bit more business oriented, goal oriented. Um, but yeah, I think that your environment and your coworkers have a lot to do with it. But then I also think each individual's like relationship with alcohol plays a big role in it too. Because if you are somebody who's going out and you're a people pleaser, you may end up getting a little bit more drunk in these yes in these work settings or so. socially awkward people like mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I'm like, I have to hang out with my coworkers outside of work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like if you're listening to this and you're sober curious, maybe you haven't quit drinking. This is something that you can think about is why do you feel the need to drink in these situations? Do I really want to be doing these things if I really don't enjoy it? Like just take inventory of how you actually feel. And I think just like trusting your gut and going with your intuition and being like, do I want to drink or do I do I just want to like fit in with these people and Mm -hmm. figure out how to have a conversation with them. And there are plenty of other ways that you can do this besides alcohol. Alcohol is just 
the easiest and the most socially acceptable acceptable way so you know what I've been thinking about a lot lately um is exposure therapy and how like well that actually works so uh-huh. like in this example it would be like the first time you go out with your coworkers to maybe a happy hour and you choose not to drink it's gonna be probably incredibly awkward and you're not gonna know like how to go about presenting yourself or like how to talk about it when they mm-hmm. ask why you're not drinking blah 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 And I know we've mentioned this before, but like the more that you do it, the more normalized it becomes for everybody that's in the situation and the more comfortable you will get. Yeah, I can definitely say that from personal experience too. Like those first times might feel awkward. You might be bombarded with questions. Like it's not going to be the most comfortable decision to make, but I tell you, it is so fucking freeing. And I think that there's so much more potential for career growth when you don't drink. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the time we see like drinking with my coworkers as a way to like get ahead or to fit in or to bond with my team members. But there's so much more opportunity beyond alcohol. And if you actually think about how alcohol affects you, the smart choice is to not drink around your coworkers and in these work settings for sure. True. And if you're the person that goes to that work event and chooses not to drink and states that you're not drinking, um, like imagine the domino effect that you might have on your works events mm-hmm. that they put. Because I bet you if there's four of you, three out of the four of you probably don't even really want to drink. Yeah. But you're just drinking because that's literally the event is like we went to happy hour yeah so if you're like I'm not gonna drink somebody else might be like you know what I don't need to drink either like if you're not gonna drink then I'm not gonna drink and you you literally might change it to a sober activity Mm -hmm. and that would be pretty cool and if you don't like that's totally fine (laughs) but I do love the fact that it can create this like ripple effect and let other people feel less pressure to drink for sure exactly yeah And also, I think sometimes in these situations, there are, like, drink pushers, but we also have to consider, like, why people would push drinks on us. And I think a lot of the time it's because they're making a choice to drink and they want to feel like it's a normal choice to drink. Yeah. So by you not drinking, they're like, is something wrong with me? Am I doing something wrong? So they're just trying to kind of... You're not drinking is making them uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, let's share a funny story. Let's start with the TikTok that I saw back in in December. It was like a Christmas holiday party TikTok. And so the TikTok said when the alcohol is starting to taste like oversharing at the work Christmas party. Um, (laughs) And then so the comments on it. So one of them was like, OMG, I literally just had to give myself a pep talk. Just because it's free doesn't mean you need to drink at all for my work Christmas party tonight. Oh, my God. That's so classic. Like the free alcohol is so easy to overindulge in in that mm-hmm. kind of situation. And then you're like, shit, I don't even remember how many drinks I've had. Yes. Um, some of the other comments too were like seeing this three hours before my work Christmas party or me four glasses of wine deep at a team dinner talking about my childhood. <laughs> One comment said, I've only ever been to one, and I saw my supervisor throwing it back to yeah by Usher. I could never look at her the same way. Oh, my God. That was probably me (laughs) in many situations drinking at work events. Also, though, if that supervisor would have been sober doing that, I would have been like, fuck yes. Yes. You get it, girl. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. It is kind of the fact that you're like drunk and doing it that makes it more embarrassing. Like right? if you're sober doing it. Then it's just like personality. Like yeah. <laughs> that's just who you are. Like yeah. you just like Usher. <laughs> like Haley does. Haley I really do love that Usher. song. That's a song. <laughs> so another comment said, dude, I got so drunk. I gave a speech at my fancy corporate Christmas party. Oh my God. That's bold. Someone else said, I got drunk and told my boss I wanted to ask for a raise, but I was too scared to. <laughs> didn't get it. <laughs> That's so- I was really hoping that would end with you did get it. <laughs> How awkward, like how uncomfortable. I could just imagine waking up the next day and being like, did I really, did I really say that? Yeah, that's embarrassing. Just, yeah. That Ooh. is not something you should ask for under the influence. So that was hilarious. And that really is kind of what got me thinking about this, just because there were like hundreds and hundreds of comments like that. Mm-hmm. And definitely there are so many people kind of experiencing this. Jessica, do you want to share a response? Is that why you're laughing? Yeah, I was just reading through the ones that you sent me. Yeah, to look at. Um, it wasn't from the TikTok though. So, for, are we still talking about the TikTok or? No, um, we'll move on from the TikTok. But I just, yeah, the comments on those, like, I was like laughing hysterically. But then I always remember, I'm like, there's actually a person behind this living this horror because it can feel so fucking mm-hmm. embarrassing. To have to see your coworkers after you've maybe done something like this and you're just like, fuck, like, I really don't want you to bring it up. I don't want to talk about it. But then being known as like the super drunk one at the work event, like not being able to live that shit down too. I think before we share other people's responses, we should share our own. Okay. Okay. I have like so fucking many. It's ridiculous. I don't have too many that I can think of off the top of my head probably because I was drunk so I don't remember them very well but um I do I can talk about how like I did used to work in the bar industry mm-hmm. so like drinking was very much part of the bar industry culture yeah like, like that's what you did drinking on the job drinking after work I never drank on the job but <laughs> I will some say that did, some yeah. people definitely did and I know who those people are but um I was never that brave Um, but when you get off work, like you've were, have just been serving alcohol for like eight hours straight. Like it's on your mind. All you're thinking about is like, I want to have a drink like these people just did. And it's literally just like ingrained into your mind when you work in the bar industry. Props to anybody who's sober and works in the bar industry, because that is a tough fucking road. It would be very, extremely difficult to do so. So props to anybody that is. Um, but I definitely wasn't when I was working there and I would get off work at, you know, anytime between 10 PM to 1 AM. And as soon as you get off work, you would literally just sit down at the bar you're working at and the bartender would serve you a drink. Mm -hmm. And there was one bar I worked at where we literally were allowed to have one shift drink after work Mm -hmm. um that was on the house and so we would usually would get the highest percentage beer or cider or alcohol Mm -hmm. that we had as our shift drink and we would drink it while we were closing down the bar and then it's like you drive home instantly after Mm -hmm. that which is also sketchy yeah (laughs) and and there was a lot of you know any of our work events that we had were all about alcohol if any of my coworkers hung out we were going out to a different bar together to drink as much as we possibly could we one time 
I went to um, Wild Waves with a group of my coworkers, mm-hmm. and we took shots at our bar before we even drove there and then drank the entire way there, mm-hmm. um, drank the entire time we were there. Like it was drinking the entire time. So it's just it's I will say it did differ a little bit once I went into like construction into like a more professional yes. type setting rather than a more laid back crazy setting. Um, but even those work events in construction, you know, work Christmas parties, work happy hours, work dinners. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all everybody was ordering drinks mm-hmm. all the time. I remember going to one of your work Christmas parties and me and you were just ordering mocktails, I think, the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was when I first got sick, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was awesome, that. though. That was at Blue Water Distillery in mm-hmm. Everett. Highly suggest them. They can make some mean mocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I will tell you a funny story about the work Christmas party that I imagine was either the year or the year before. No, probably like two years before that one that you went with me to for the construction job um I get there and we met at our office and then we were taking a party bus to um what did we that is just dangerous in itself yeah I don't remember where we were going some like some like I don't know acrobatic show down in like Like, Redmond or something it wasn't Cirque du Soleil Teatro Zanzani or something yes yeah that sounds familiar um, so we were taking a party bus from our office to this place and we were drinking at the office before we got on the bus. Like they had this whole like bar set up, no food, nothing, <laughs> right? Not even fucking peanuts. They're like, like good luck. Yeah. Well, I guess this is a great start. So we're all drinking then we get on the party bus and like, I'm such a lightweight, like, like I said already yeah. two drinks and I'm like on another planet already. And so I was there obviously and I get on the bus and I'm, I think only a less than a year into working at this office. So I think it was my first, yeah, it was my first Christmas party with them. Okay. And mind you, I was the youngest person at the office by a landslide. Yes. And my ex-boyfriend was with me. We get on the party bus and they're like, who are they going to let control the music? Me. Don't ever let me control the music when I've had some drinks in me because all I listen to is dirty rap music. That's what I was going to say. And the older crowd didn't really appreciate my dirty rap music. <laughs> I think they pretended to. Um, but I could tell they didn't like it. But because I was a few drinks in. I didn't really care. You're like, you bitches asked like, me to play the music. This you, is what you get. You guys told me to do the music. So we're listening to some booty shaking. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> Real. T- I literally was listening to some raunchy shit. It was bad. Like at one point, my ex-boyfriend was even like, should you change it? Because like nobody was like, I think they were all like talking to each other to try to ignore the background sound that they were listening mm-hmm. to. That was extremely inappropriate. But I was like, fuck it. That was like a 45-minute car ride on that party bus that they had to listen to my dirty rap that music. That so great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so how did things go when you got there? I mean, it was never brought up. Like, nobody ever complained to me about the music or even said anything to me about the music. But I just kind of felt weird about it because mm-hmm. I'm like, why did I play dirty rap music for all these old people? That's so awkward. Like, yeah. now they know that I just listen to, like, 
that kind of music. That's so yeah. embarrassing. Um, <laughs> you were like, I would not have done this <laughs> two drinks ago. But to be honest, because of that happening, I kind of held my shit together the rest of the time because I was already embarrassed. So I just got my embarrassment out early on. And then I was like, all right, Jessica. No more drinks. Slow your roll. <laughs> yeah. <that's> <laughs> so the rest of the time was okay. <laughs> I always struggled with like slowing down once I would get going. So it just would backfire on me. Um, I can think about, I used to go to tanning conventions with the company that I worked for. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple years where they took us to Vegas. And I remember going to like a company dinner with like one of the lotion companies and like the reps from that company, as well as all of my coworkers who had gone with me and the owners. And I don't, I don't know like how many drinks I had or what, but I just remember being so fucking drunk and I like yelling Like I would get really loud when I would get drunk and like laughing and people always like thought it was funny, but how embarrassing to be like the drunkest, loudest girl at a restaurant amongst all of these people who like I work closely with, they look highly at me. Like they think that like I'm this like in a management position, like a top management position. That's the important part to note. Yeah. <laughs> it's your status of the company. I'm not just well. like normal employee. I'm like... You're their manager. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I was with other managers and then the bosses. And the bosses always seem to like push drinking and like... Yeah, they were partiers. Definitely partiers. But um, I just remember how I felt when I sobered up and I was so embarrassed because I had like damaged my reputation in front of all of these people who maybe were laughing about it and saying that it's fun. But then I'm like, you guys are looking at me a different way. Yeah. So I always kind of struggled with that. And I even, (laughs) I remember I drank so fucking much on this trip. Um, I think like it may have been later that night. I running into somebody like while walking through the casino with the owners and just I don't even remember what I said but I think I was like trying to compliment him on his tanning salons and I like feel like I made a total fucking (laughs) fool of myself and then I was so embarrassed to actually go to the convention the next day because I was like fuck like who did I run into like did I embarrass myself didn't you meet like a celebrity on this trip or something Holly D probably okay I remember you sending the picture of you with him yeah and I was like she definitely looks wasted in that picture I don't know if I was drunk in that picture oh then maybe has a different picture I'm thinking of there were definitely some drunk photos no (laughs) I because I think I know the photo you're talking about I don't know if I was drunk oh then maybe I'm thinking Uh, of a different picture I need to look it up um there were definitely some drunk photos so yeah Um, but yeah, I just like remember those kinds of things. And then also like when I was with my employees, like at company holiday parties and summer boat parties, like I would be the one who would get drunk and like pass out in the car on the way home. And you did fall asleep a lot. I did. And And then I'd like, like have to puke like, and we'd like carpool to these events. And then (laughs) I'd be like drunk on the way home in front of all my coworkers. Like it was just so, I hated it. Um, it took me a couple of years though to realize like it didn't have to be this way and I think because of that environment that I was in I really just thought that it was like normal and it was just kind of like what everybody else did but then I left that company and I 
I've never had an experience like that at a work event ever again. Thank God. But yeah. You know what I'm thinking now for myself, thinking about the drunk work things that I've been through? That like moment of that party of the construction industry was so embarrassing to me, yet it was not that big of a deal. Like in the grand scheme of things, it like obviously people can brush past that and be like, okay, she just likes really dirty music. Um, could have been a lot worse, but I think back to how many times I got completely plastered with my bar coworkers and never once was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Like I have so many drunk stories with them and not one time Mm -hmm. did I like wake up and think like, oh my God, what are my coworkers going to think of me? Because it literally was so normal. It's like like you joke about it. Like you guys like live for that kind of thing. And nobody even really like brought shit up either because everybody was being just as stupid as everybody else yeah. like it was just like yeah we all got drunk last night yeah. like that's honestly what it was. thinking about the tanning salon that's how it was too like it was crazy like, to think really, about that yeah definitely like brushed past but it i mean i wasn't the only one doing it yeah we were all fucking partying together yeah like fueling it so. oh god that's crazy to yeah. think about okay let's share some stories from other people okay <laughs> Okay, um, so let's see. Somebody submitted a story about somebody else. It says, one time a coworker got up and stole the mic from our like highest up boss investor and said, if anyone can find my phone, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> Imagine waking up. In realizing you did that, like that, you wake up, it's it's like fucking 4 a.m. when you wake up when you're hungover half the time. Okay, um, the person who submitted this, can you follow up? Did somebody find their phone? Did somebody get their dick sucked? I must know. Please <laughs> let me know. Did this end in a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> did it get worse? <laughs> I need to know. Uh, oh my God, that's literally the one I read earlier that I started laughing. Um, okay. So I'm going to share this one because I can actually kind of relate to it in a way. Um, this says that time I got drunk and had sex with my manager in the warehouse comes to mind. Oh my God. Yeah. I never had sex with a manager of mine, but I have had sex with coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) So like in the bar industry, that definitely, you know, was something that had that happened um to not just me a lot of people that I worked with had sex with each other <laughs> so and it was all you know fueled by booze there was yeah. no sober sex <laughs> it was all drunk nights out with each other oh That's god hilarious um okay I think this one I'm looking for is like a two-parter but I think I'm missing the other part Oh, somebody said with drinking with her husband's co-workers the first time they met his new boss. Um, and I was obviously drunk, which that's kind of embarrassing, like meeting your significant other's boss and then just being like over the top drunk. Like, mm, not really the best first impression you want to give. <laughs> that is like, yeah, I, that just makes me nauseous to think about like meeting your significant other's co-workers and getting so drunk that you just embarrass yourself mm-hmm. because like 
that's literally the first impression. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to come back from a bad first impression. Mm-hmm. It's easier if they already know you and love you. They can forgive you for your mistakes. You know what I mean? But like if they're like, that's his girlfriend or that's his wife, like she's is the, does she do this all the time like, like they know nothing about you besides your drunk personality yeah like we're not going out with them again <laughs> she drinks a lot that's horrible honestly that was like one of the biggest things for me when I decided to quit drinking was realizing that I didn't want like drunk me to represent me like I didn't want drunk Haley to ever fucking meet anybody again because she cannot be trusted and it's like totally situations like that but I could understand those nerves that come up when you're meeting new people and like wanting to ease your nerves with alcohol but then it backfires like that and it's so hard because it really is such a fine line like You might be thinking, like, I just need to learn how to, like, control my drinking or I need to, like, learn my limit. But that is such a hard thing to do when Mm -hmm. you're drinking for certain reasons or maybe you're giving in to peer pressure. So and usually when you're at, like, a work event, too, like, everybody orders drinks at the same time the entire night. So, like, you order your first drink together. And usually nobody orders their second drink until everyone's done with their first drink. And then they're like, should we get another round? Mm-hmm. And then you have to like awkwardly say yes. And then you're like, shit, I don't really want another one. But like, I don't want to be the only one that says no. And then like, who's setting the pace? Exactly. The the, the one with the highest alcohol tolerance is the one that's yeah. setting the pace. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, and men and women are so different. Uh-huh. Like binge drinking is actually like a different amount for men and for women too. Mm-hmm. And then you think about you're spending the same amount of time in this setting. A woman could literally get twice as drunk yeah. as a man could get and then that fucking sucks because then all of us women are out here embarrassing ourselves like trying to keep up with the men (sighs) stupid okay stupid this person said at a work bowling party i was plastered couldn't get up off the bowling bathroom floor (laughs) bowling alleys i feel like are dangerous can you imagine yeah, that would suck. Like, did you have to get carried out? Was a coworker in there with you, taking care of you? I, I sure hope so. I hope yeah. you weren't in there by yourself, like, yeah. just trying to, like, hide and get past that embarrassing moment. I hope somebody was taking care of you. Public bathroom floors, too, though. Like, oh, Disgusting. Yeah, but you're, like, too drunk to care. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. How many, like, toilet seats I've put my face on? Oh, I know. Ew. From like puking and like yeah. being so drunk. So that gross. literally makes me so nauseous. Um, okay. So another kind of crazy story that I got was from somebody that said the day after our work Christmas party a few years ago, I had my re- yearly review with my manager and he stops in the middle of it and goes, oh, I forgot. I have something funny from last night and proceeds to show me a video of myself trying to twerk upside down on a wall. <laughs> Luckily, him and I were pretty close friends, but I was still mortified, to say the least. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, That's horrific. Yeah. Somebody else, they said the foot plate on their wheelchair is bent to this day because they wheelied off a really large curb in their heels when they were drunk and it was after their last day at a job that they were ready to leave but they like fucked up 
their wheelchair and it's still bent to this day. <laughs> like doing a wheelie off a curb. Uh, I just impressed that they could do a wheelie because that seems extremely difficult. Pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, okay. This person said, I got drunk and took home a client from a work party. It was the start of a five-year thing. I told him I saw him on Tinder and had swiped left because of our business relationship. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's crazy that it was like the start of a five-year thing. That's what it says. It doesn't say if it was like an actual relationship or if it was just a five-year like hidden, I don't know, booty calls. I don't don't know. It doesn't say. Um, Please follow up. The person that shared this, we must know. We always must know more information about your guys' stories. Um, But yeah, that's, I could 100% see myself doing that drunk. Like back in the day that I would, I would do that shit. Like seeing somebody cute on Tinder, that's your client. And then yeah. being like, shit, I can't go there. And then you get wasted and you're like, I'm going to go there. <laughs> it's so funny because like your better judgment knows not to. And then, like, the alcohol brain kicks in and you're just like, fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> fuck it. I need some dick. <laughs> uh, but I think like one thing too is somebody was like, hasn't everybody been too drunk at a work event? And I think it's so interesting because I think there is like this mentality of like, well, we all do that. We've all kind of been there and it is so normalized. We've all been there, but we don't have to go there. Yeah, that's is the, the point of this. Is like just because it's common doesn't mean that it's normal. And it does not mean that you have to like keep trying to make alcohol work for you in a certain way. Like just because everybody is doing it doesn't mean that you have to have these experiences. And I'm going to say it again, like trust your gut trust your intuition and if you're feeling like hey I don't want to do this anymore take a fucking step back try the work event without drinking bring a sober friend like Mm -hmm. I'm telling you you can have fun without drinking and you're gonna feel so much more confident the next day you're not gonna have to like deal with these awkward conversations like the embarrassing videos like the hangovers None of that. Like, it doesn't have to be a thing just because it is a thing. Just imagine being the one that your coworker is apologizing to the next day instead of you being the one apologizing to your coworker. That'd be a pretty powerful situation to be in. <laughs> Absolutely. You're like, yes, you were being a fucking idiot yesterday, <laughs> but I wasn't because I was cold stone sober. So I think about this, too, is like like drinking is so normalized, whereas smoking is so taboo. Yeah. And that's something that I think is really interesting, too, is we can go to these events and get super fucking fucked up. But God forbid you were to, like, pull out a joint or mention that you had an edible before you, like, get there. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I mean, there is such thing as, like, being too high at a work event, too. Um, But, yeah, I just think that that's so interesting that that we're totally cool with it with like one substance but if it's like anything else it's like that's so true yeah Yeah. it's so normalized with booze but if anything else enters the picture everybody's like oh shit yeah like this is wrong you're a stoner oh my (laughs) god how dare you you're gonna order two plates of nachos how dare you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so 
I, I really just hope that this episode like is horrible and horrific as some of these like stories are. They're also kind of funny, but I hope that this can maybe be a reminder for you on like why you don't want to drink, maybe give you a little bit of validation and clarity on moving forward what you what you want to be doing at these work events and kind of how you want to shift your relationship with alcohol. Um, but yeah, just know like you're not alone in this. A lot of us has been have been there and things can change moving forward. Like it does not have to be this way forever if you're kind of in the middle of this mess. So. And if you're listening to this episode and you have a sober work event experience that you want to share with us, we would love to hear that too. So DM us on Instagram at Social Soul Podcast. Um, it'd be pretty interesting to hear like a sober experience from somebody and how it was, how they handled it and how it went and how it made them feel. Um, that would be good for us to be able to share on our Instagram stories and stuff too with listeners so that they can kind of realize, you know, that there are people out there attempting it and doing it and, mm-hmm. you know, having good experiences with it. Or maybe it was a bad experience. You can share that too, because obviously there's good and bad. But yeah, DM us on Instagram with those. Follow us on Instagram at Social Soul Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at Social Soul Podcast. Um, and write and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. Yes. Thank <laughs> you guys so much for tuning in and for sharing your stories with us. We really, really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time.